0: Everybody ready? Let's get rolling.
1: This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The
2: Zone in the Zone Sports Network.
3: Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're going to talk to Chris Mannix from Sports Illustrated, live from the bubble, coming up here momentarily. As the Jazz get ready for their uh, return Thursday against the Pelicans, 4.30 tip-off here on the Zone Sports Network, 3.30 pregame, which, Gordon, you uh, you will be co-hosting with me.
2: Well, I'll look forward
0: to it.
3: Uh, yeah, we'll go into pregame mode at 3.30, get you ready for that 4.30 tip. And, uh, Gordon, we'll be talking about live NBA basketball for real uh, come Thursday night and Friday morning. It's going to be great, and it feels just <laughs> – it feels like it's been a long time because it has been a long time. It
0: has, and yet, and we saw what the Jazz were doing in their in their scrimmages. But the players know those are scrimmages; they, they know those games don't count. And so, I think you'll uh, you can expect to see them uh, at a, a more of a fever pitch. Uh, when those games actually start up for real. And uh, I think you will see a little bit different attitude, even though the Jazz have looked pretty good at times in the scrimmage.
3: All right, well, let's uh, get to your daily assist. Austin, hit it.
1: It's time for your NBA fix. This is the Big Show Daily Assist. Featuring all the latest news and insight on the association. Now joining the Big Show. Senior NBA writer for Sports Illustrated, Chris Mannix. On 97.5, 1280 The
2: Zone in The Zone Sports Network.
3: Your daily assist brought to you by Lee's Heating and Air. Check them out online, leesheatac.com. Out to the T-Mobile special guest line we go. T-Mobile and Sprint are coming together to build the best wireless company around. Visit t-mobile.com for online services and local store availability from Sports Illustrated. He's our friend Chris Mannix. Hi, Chris. What's going on, guys? Hey, we're just talking basketball. Games returning on Thursday. I mean, in fact next time we talk to you after this, Chris, we'll have talked about actual for real NBA basketball. What a world. Uh, it's good to uh,
4: you know, finally get the game back and, and be interested to see what these teams kinda look like. I mean, right out of the gate, you know, you'll have, you know, a, a game that's less indicative of what these teams are. I mean, the Lakers Clippers on paper should be this, you know, blockbuster opening night game, but you know, Anthony Davis might not play. Uh, Lou Williams won't play for the Clippers. So it's, it'll probably take some time to ramp up and, and get these teams into shape. But hopefully by mid-August, uh, teams are rounded to form to a degree and that they, we get a good postseason.
0: One thing, Chris, I've been keeping an eye on based off of a comment that you made and that we've talked with you about on a couple of different occasions. Watch for the efficiency in the perimeter shooting especially from three-point range. And it seems as though the Jazz are heading in that direction, man. In the scrimmages, they've been encouraging their players to take threes off the dribble, to take a bunch of threes. If there's an open shot, and this is a little different for Quinn Snyder team. In the past, you see him pass and pass and pass and pass and then take the open look. Now he seems to be encouraging them to take it earlier on. And based on what you said, I thought that was interesting to see how efficient they will be.
4: Yeah, I mean, that's one of the biggest questions of uh you know this resume season you know how efficient are team's going to be I actually had a brief conversation with Brett Brown of the Sixers about this and he's just curious to see what those numbers ultimately look like because we are you know in a generation where the three-point shot is is prevalent teams are shooting 30 35 sometimes 40 you know three-pointers every single game and if you miss three or four, you know that's that's a pretty big number that you're 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 giving up and and potentially flipping the other way. So, you know I've I've looked at some of the numbers in the scrimmages. I, I don't look too deep into them because having been to a bunch of them, you get the starters oftentimes for a quarter, quarter and a half, and then it's you know second and third team type players that are out there. So that kind of skews those numbers a little bit. But there have been some ugly ones. I mean, I was at you know Boston's opener where they shot you know, I think twenty one percent from three. In the first half, I've seen some similarly ugly numbers uh, in you know, after first quarters uh, to start games. So I think that's going to be something that bears watching in the first three or four games uh, of this restart. I mean, which teams you know get, get their rhythm and timing back early and which teams uh, struggle.
3: Chris, I'm not uh, sure how much of the first three scrimmages for the Jazz you've been able to see, but do you have any early returns on what you've seen from them on the floor?
4: You know, again, not really. There have been some good moments, and more than anything, it's good to see that, you know, Gobert and Mitchell are looking like they've got some chemistry, you know, back together. That's certainly important, you know, for the, you know, short- and long-term health uh, of this team. You know, Joe Ingles has looked pretty good, you know, in that role that he's taking for for Bogdanovic. Uh, But, again, it's scrimmages, and these guys are in just lousy shape, a lot of them. Like, there's not – you know they're they're not in in you know full, excuse me full mid or end of regular season form. So I think we'll have a clearer picture you know in the next like three or four days as we get these games underway and we start seeing you know 35 minutes of of Mike Conley and 35 minutes of of Donovan Mitchell and Gobert together. This this very much feels like you know an exhibition season where you're you're just not seeing the 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 full depth of what teams have.
0: You know I mentioned Conley there, uh, he seems to be what being given a a more of a green light to do with the things that Mike Conley has done in past seasons and what we didn't see that much of earlier this year, Chris, uh, would, do you think that's a good idea? I mean, they sort of have to do it, don't they?
4: I mean, look, Mike, Mike has thrived in the past, having that green light from the outside, being uh, an offensive focal point with his Memphis teams. And you do almost have to do it. I mean, when Ingles is out on the floor, you have an extra playmaker in that spot, so you can afford to let Conley be more of an offensive-oriented player. And look, Bogdanovic is out, and that's what like 20 points per game that you've got to replace. So it's got to come from somewhere. might as well come from Mike Conley, who's shown in the past uh, that he can that he can score at a high level, especially when it comes to to postseason play, where he's got a wealth of experience uh, as well. So it's a lot of that I think is trial and error, you know, with this Jazz team trying to figure out the best way to replace Bogdanovic's offense and, you know, and, and clearly the most efficient way to do it as well.
3: We've talked to you throughout the season about the Jazz bench struggles, Chris, and certainly that got a little bit better with, or a lot better actually, with the addition of, of Jordan Clarkson. But in these scrimmages, it appears that they might be a little thin. My question for you is, is, is depth going to matter any more or any less in this unique situation, or is it going to be the same?
4: Oh, I, I think it matters more because I think you're going to have guys worn down a lot earlier in this restart than you did uh, when the season, you know, concluded. I mean, LeBron kind of spoke about this today. I mean, players, you know, they're, they treat their bodies almost like machines where you, you do a slow ramp up to get to a a peak point when you get to April and players like LeBron and others were on that path. They were, you know, four weeks away from peaking, you know, going into the postseason. they shut their bodies almost completely down. And a lot of these guys came into uh, this restart looking more muscular and that's probably from doing a lot of weights and pushups, but it's entirely different, you know, being in condition, you know, to play. So I think you're going to see guys gassed a lot early on, and that's going to put a little bit of extra emphasis on the bench and, you know, the ability for second unit guys to give quality minutes. So that's, that's certainly something that, that bears watching, you know, which team can get the most production out of those second unit guys. Cause I would expect, you know, those reserve numbers to tick up a little bit from you know, whether it's two or three minutes per game, I mean, that's that's a significant number of time where you're getting your starters off the floor.
0: So, Chris, we could see some gra- some drag with some of the players, but what's the uh, what's the upside as far as a team that didn't really show that it could contend in the first part of the season? Is there a shot for a team like the Jazz or, or others to, to really step up and make a difference in these last eight
4: games into the playoffs?
5: Well, I mean, I, I, the Jazz,
4: it just it just feels like the loss of Buck Donovan is too much to overcome. You know, I, I thought with him, I would have given them, you know, more than a puncher's chance to to advance deep in the playoffs. And I think something weird is going to happen in this postseason. I mean, it's just – it's such a unique environment. And, you know, the mental aspect of, of you know, de- dealing with the day-to-day where you're waking up every single day in a hotel room, you're very limited with what you can do. I mean, there's only so much fishing and golf – that you know a player can can do can accept, um, you know that's a, a variable that's never been a variable for teams out there before, and so that's why I would give you know a full strength Jazz team a chance here. But it's just you know when you lose that kind of offense, it's just tough. You know they've they've got good guys there. I mentioned Ingles and there are others, but um, it's just tough to overcome. So I look more at you know, teams that are, you know, regaining players. Philadelphia, we've talked about a lot. You know, the guys they got back at, you know, I've been to two Sixers games and, you know, the, Ben Simmons might be the best player here right now. I mean, he has been playing extremely well uh, and fitting comfortably at that power forward spot. And, you know, depending on the help of Damian Lillard, I mean, I like what I'm seeing out of Portland. I mean, they're, you know, Nurkish and Collins look really good in the limited time that they've played. And that's you know, getting 2 frontline starters back into your mix. Um, so I, I think the teams that gained players are the ones that I'm most interested in seeing. The teams that have you know, lost some, whether it's you know, Utah or Indiana, I mean, there's just a talent gap that you can't overcome.
3: You mentioned the uh, Lou Williams fiasco a little bit earlier, and that aside from what I'm hearing from some people there in Orlando, the buy-in from the players is extraordinarily high. From what you're seeing there and what you're hearing, would you agree?
4: I would agree, and look, there there wasn't a lot of sympathy for Lou Williams after all that. From what I was told, the union uh, was very upset with Lou Williams because they fought for him to be able to leave and uh, you know go into uh, go to his uh, his relative or his close family friend's funeral and and then come back and to be at a you know a strip club. Even if you're even if you believe his version of the story, where he's just going for the wings, and it's believable because it does literally have a flavor named after him. You know, send somebody in. You've got you know, a bunch of family members. You can Uber eats. I don't. I don't know. There's a million different ways you can get food nowadays. It just doesn't, you know, hold up to the smell test. And you know, he cost himself. You know, obviously those 10 days. But the Clippers. You know, I, the Clippers are a team I'm a little worried about at this point. I mean, they've got the two stars there, but they're one of those teams that's had virtually no continuity for the last three or four weeks. Whether it's you know Zubac and Harold both being gone, Patrick Beverly forced to leave, uh, Lou Williams now out for at least the first two seeding games, and. You know, I, I don't expect him to step out of his hotel room and back into the lineup giving 30 minutes a game. There's only so much, you know, a Peloton can do. Uh, so I, I think the Clippers, you know, if I'm, if I'm looking at a team that has the potential to be upset in the first round, it might be the Clippers, you know, if they don't get these guys back and, and into shape you know, going into the playoffs.
0: I know, Chris, you've been up and down a little bit as far as the Nuggets go, but is this a team, do you think, that could also fit into a category of moving upward
4: instead of downward? Well, I mean, again, theoretically on paper, um, but they're another team that's been, you know, bit by the COVID bug and has dealt with a lot of different, you know, lineup issues. I mean, hell in the opener they had Nikola Jokic as a starting point guard. I mean, they're playing bull bowl <laughs> significant minutes out there in these exhibition games. I mean it's they're dealing with, with major issues of their own. I think it I mean it all depends. Like, I mean, for most of these teams, they're gonna get their guys back in that feeding game range and how quickly they can redevelop chemistry and and get back into like into game shape. I mean that's that that's a big variable in all this. I mean they they have quite literally taken a full off season off. Like that's the length like the length of time that's going to have passed between the end of the season and and know the yeah uh, the disruption of the season and the resume season. And I, I just don't know. I mean how many of these teams are going to be able to get on the same page and get their conditioning right. I mean I, I worry more for the teams that are having the kind of problems the Clippers and the Nuggets are having. I think more positively about a team like Oklahoma City, which has not had any COVID issues, which has got to have its full complement since they, the, the team was allowed to return back to its practice facility. I mean, I sit in the lobby all day, you know, interacting with players and coaches. Everyone's raving about the Bucks. I mean, the Bucks. you know, w- one thing about Milwaukee that I hear a lot from people within that organization is that not only have they been healthy, all their guys want to be here. And, and look, there's some very... Legitimate reasons that players wouldn't want to be in Orlando, whether it's health, family, whole bunch of stuff. But all the Bucks, you know, they were all on the same page from day one. They wanted to be here, and they're kind of playing like it right now. They're playing like they're like like they're just picking up right where they left off. So the Bucks right now look like the scariest team that's that's out there. They have been been great, and I think part of that is the continuity that they've had.
3: Chris, are there some coaches that really need to make some waves uh, in the playoffs to keep their job?
4: i mean brett brown is probably coaching for his job i would think um you know that they're looking at a first round matchup you know probably with miami i, I believe they'll leapfrog indiana for that number five spot and, you know they might be able to even climb to four who knows but i think that that first round matchup's going to be huge i mean when the the season stopped it looked like there could be a house cleaning in that organization whether it was elton brand and brett brown and you know maybe even a player being traded now you know they come back simmons is a four-man shake milton uh, looks really good as a starting point and you know they, they look like they could be a threat and if they do advance, you know that might be enough to save you know Brett Brown's job if they don't, uh, it's certainly possible, maybe even likely that we would see some kind of coaching change uh, in Philadelphia uh, yeah, it's uh, I think that's probably the the most significant one to watch as I think about these playoff teams.
0: Everything you've said, Chris, when I look at Major League Baseball and some of the issues that are going on now, is the bubble working?
4: Yeah, it's working almost flawlessly at this point because the NBA is not screwing around with any of it. I mean, you get daily tests down here no matter who you are. If you miss a test, like Chris Porzingis did just the other day, you have to quarantine your room for a full day until you get another test. Um, You know, walking around the campus, everybody's wearing a mask at all times. Uh, it's you know it's a uh, it's it's no joke inside the bubble with what they're they're doing and look I mean you know coaches and and team executives are likely to praise the the league in public interviews right like they'll say the NBA's done a great job every time someone sits down to me that's one of the first things out of their mouth and we're not on the record like we're just you know riffing and they just talk about the job the NBA's done in putting this bubble together so it's it's working almost flawlessly it's certainly expensive we've all seen the price tag somewhere between 150 170 million um there are about 1500 people here on any given day you know you know matriculating through this campus so there's there's a lot going on but i mean this the nba is kind of showing that this bubble format of playing games works and and that's why they're taking things like lou williams and others extremely seriously because you know one player you know catching the virus can change the entire course of this postseason Two last
0: things, Chris. The first one is I agree with you completely. I think it's really the only scenario under which these sports functions can really happen. I'm 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 really wondering about things like college football and even Major League Baseball. I, I I don't know how, but when I think of the NBA, I think okay, that that's a scenario that could actually work. The second thing I wanted to say is how are you holding up in that environment?
4: I mean, I'm fine. Look, I mean, I I this is it, it's better than. You know being around you know listening to these zoom calls live and talking to people off to the side is way better than just sitting in on zoom calls back in my house you know being in uh in this i mean it's not it's 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 a resort and while i'm not you know riding space mountain on whatever off time that i have like i'm you know it's not it's, it's not shawshank out here like you're you're able to 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 matriculate amongst people you know get a drink if you want to hang out and do different things so it's it's not bad at all, but I, and I agree with you that it's it's really the only way that sports is going to work for the foreseeable future. I mean, the, the Lou Williams incident is just another glaring example that you know athletes just have this sense of invincibility. They they don't even now. I don't think they they fully appreciate the gravity. A lot of them of of this virus, how quickly it spreads, and how if you have it, there's a good chance you don't know that you have it. So you know that that's why you know baseball's already having problems and. You know, baseball travels more than the other sports, but there's a lot more physical contact in football and college football. Uh, So I think that these sports need to be looking what the NBA is doing. And in the case of the NFL and college football, if you want to play, create a bubble. You know, I know there's a lot of players that would be involved, but go to a place, create a bubble, and see if you can make it work. Because we're down here in, in a hot spot in Florida. It doesn't feel like it at all. Like, it feels like you're in an entirely different country compared to what's going on around this bubble Uh, In Orlando, and I think it really meant the only way that that sports is going to work until this virus comes under control.
0: Jake, what was the name of that little Mexican town that those guys ended up at the end of Shawshank hanging out at the beach? I just went, don't want to oh. see Chris.
1: so Watanejo.
0: <laughs> so, so, Watanejo? Is that what
4: it's called? The, Say, what, Tinejo, yes. Okay. So we'll look for you, Chris, down on the beach somewhere. Yeah, you, know, you, you guys will be the ones sanding the boat, and I'll be walking up uh, to it after the fact. <laughs> all
3: right, buddy. Thanks, Chris. We appreciate it. You got it, guys. Chris Mannix, our good friend from Sports Illustrated, here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I just hope Chris wouldn't have to, to go through what Tim Robbins went through to, to make it down there. Crawling no. through
1: 500 yards be rough. of human.
3: Not worth it, i got to think.
0: No, well, I mean, maybe in his case it was. Hmm. You know. Wouldn't you think? <laughs> okay. Would you, Would you escape you t- if you were innocent? Uh,
3: I have no idea.
1: I I, I don't know if I'd rather sit in prison or crawl through 500 yards of... You come out of there, you've got COVID. It's,
3: it's not the, the 500 yards as much w- that would worry me as the, you know, the, the shooting if you're discovered. Ah. Yeah, that that would be more that, that a, could a be discouragement. Yeah. Yeah, I, but it's those I, towers where they have, you know, rifles and those sorts of things.
0: You know, Chris's opinion about the Jazz is not unique. I mean, I've heard that. We've heard that from a lot of different people, Jake, that really aren't giving the Jazz a whole lot of uh, – hope
3: well hope for what because i i don't even think jazz fans really are thinking title contender at this point for the re- reasons that chris laid out and that you know things have not been as smooth and as good as a lot of people maybe expected not not in the restart but i mean in the uh, season right. as a whole
0: right i wonder if the mix if this uh, the, all so much of what chris was talking about there the the variables that are in place now whether that could in, actually end up uh, boosting the Jazz a little bit. I, I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. But I certainly understand the, uh, the skepticism on the part of uh, some observers.
3: Well, and let's not forget that the Bucks are really good. And the Lakers, uh, uh, I know some people uh, uh, don't want to hear it, but the Lakers are really good. And the Clippers, I think, have a ton of potential. I don't know if I'd throw them into the really good category right now, but they could be. You heard uh, Chris talk about it. it's a little disjointed and has been all year long for them, but I mean the Bucks and the Lakers. I mean they're really good teams. That's it, maybe not the Warriors of a couple of years ago, but those are those are some formidable uh, teams that you'd have to get through.
0: L A K E R S. And we know your opinion. When it all started uh, before back in October, I think most of the most optimistic Jazz fans were hoping for maybe the Jazz to contend in the Western Conference. Uh, that seems to have diminished a tad bit, I'd say.
3: Well, yeah, because I don't think any— even Jazz fans that expect them to get out of the first round, which I think is reasonable, I don't think anybody out there would pick them at the moment against the Clippers, or Lakers for that matter. Do you? No. No. And, and hey, I, I'm not here to rain on anybody's parade, but that's just—that's the facts right now. Maybe they can give them a run for their money, but I wouldn't call it likely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and that was the case before the loss of Bogdanovich, too.
0: Well, maybe better to be surprised than disappointed.
3: Yep. All right, let's get out of the zone. Phone Joining us now, our good friend from Wasatch Medical Clinic, here to help our listeners with their love lives, our friend Andrew Reinhardt. What's going on, Andrew?
5: Hey, how you guys doing?
3: We are doing terrific for a, a listener out there that maybe has had some issues in the bedroom. Uh, what can you do for them?
5: Well, Wasatch Medical treats erectile dysfunction in such a different manner. Uh, the FDA cleared a technology in 2011 to regrow blood vessels. And there are some knockoff technologies out there, but the FDA cleared one device and one device only. That is the technology we use to put a stop to erectile dysfunction by treating the root cause of the problem. Uh, we're seeing guys that come in that have been taking the pill for ed. AD- for 20 years. Since the 90s or the early 2000s, that's a long time to be suffering from side effects. And as far as I know, Jake, this is the only treatment that addresses the root cause problem. It's the only non-medication approach. And it's the only thing that doesn't have any reported side effects. And you can get back to normal, right, Andrew? Get that spontaneity back. Get the spontaneity back. There is this huge stress that maybe. The wives or the significant others don't understand. It's it's a guy taking the pill hours in advance, fasting, so it works better. Dealing with headaches the next day. There, you know, there's this whole ripple effect, um, and this is a real stress and that stress probably doesn't help the ED. So, so it has you know it has a, a big ripple effect, and uh, you can get the spontaneity back and eliminate all of that with our treatments.
3: 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000. You guys are doing a lot for free for our listeners right now.
5: We know it's a difficult time out there. If you are struggling with erectile dysfunction, you definitely have questions. Call us. We'll do the assessment and the exam with our doctor totally free he'll test your blood flow which you probably have never done before and and just knowing okay i have good blood flow or bad blood flow or a blockage in this part of my body is really helpful to know going forward for your health we'll do that free plus we'll throw in a little special gift just for making the trip produces instant results in the bedroom you're going to love it that's free as well
3: 801-901-8000 801-901-8000 wasatch medical clinic thanks andrew Thanks, guys. All right. We'll have more straight ahead. Stay tuned. It is The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Goes out to our friend Andrew on a total request Tuesday. Your go-to karaoke tunes at Austin Horton, at Jake Scott Zone, at Gordon Monson. Gordon, uh, I, I've got a question for you. All right? Okay. So, in your your personal life, when you get you know overly aggravated, right? You 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 need a release of some point. Do you have a go-to?
0: Uh, <laughs> not not really.
3: You don't, no, no. Uh, I, I don't know, take a jog or, or shoot some hoops or, or uh, go into the cheese drawer? You don't do any of that?
0: <laughs> the cheese drawer, I mean, that always works. But, uh, no, I don't have one particular thing that uh, that I turn to in times of trouble.
3: Uh, well, Aaron Rodgers admitted that uh, when he got the phone call, that Green Bay was trading up to get Jordan Love. Do you know what he did? What did he do? He poured himself about four fingers of tequila. Said he's normally a a Scotch guy. He said, quote, I love Scotch, uh, but I've been drinking some sipping tequila lately as well. And once I got that text, I went to the pantry, I poured myself about four fingers, and I knew it was going to be one of those nights, unquote.
0: Well, think about it from his perspective for a moment. I mean, here he is looking for other weapons, something to help him win. Now, I mean, they 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 had a pretty good run last year. They need just a little more help to get there. And what happens? They draft his replacement.
3: Trade it up to draft his replacement. Yes. <laughs> it wasn't even a matter of oh, golly, looky here, right. Well, they made it happen. No, they traded up to, to draft his replacement. I Believe it or not, I actually think Aaron Rodgers has been fairly adult and transparent about it. He's not really hiding from it. He's not um, lashing out against the, the franchise, but he's not going to sit there and pretend that he was real fired up about it for the reasons that you were just saying. In, in fact, in the same interview, he listed a few receivers that he was hoping that uh, that the Green Bay Packers would draft. I mean, I, I think a lot of times we get wrapped up in the PR, whether everybody's got to be uh, extremely happy and singing Kumbaya and Best Friends all the time, and that's just not reality. I don't think Aaron Rodgers has been inappropriate sharing his opinion, but of course he's going to not be real pleased about it. I don't blame him from hiding it. Now, uh, we'll see what he does uh, behind closed doors, whether he's, uh, you know, helpful to Jordan Love or whether there's a combative relationship there. It doesn't appear that that's the case so far. But I've got no problem with with Aaron uh, saying, yeah, he's not wild about it or making a joke about having uh, four fingers of tequila when he heard the news. I mean, that's fine, right? That's all human.
0: Yeah, I think most of the comments I've seen from him have been pretty human. And I, But and I, I don't expect about, him to hide from about, him, right? We're talking about one of the best quarterbacks to, to play in the last decade. And so, I mean, I, you don't accomplish what he's accomplished without having a certain attitude about what you can do.
3: Yeah. And, by the way, the Packers, their stance, I'm fine with it, too, where they're like, this is what we do. You this know, is what well, we did with you. This is what we do. We're preparing for life after Aaron Rodgers, who, of course, is in his mid thirties, and even he has said, "I guess I can't really blame him," which you can't because we can't, seen,
0: except for except for we saw how, how how close they came last year, and so now they need some help. Now they need some help. They need to give Aaron Rodgers help in order to get a championship one, and now they're that was diminished.
3: It was. But also, it, the, the part of the plan is not to start Jordan Love right away. And I, can't, I get this. You see, you see uh, franchises, Gordon, that are forced to start quarterbacks before they're ready, and we've seen it end disastrously, and then those franchises have to start over again. Part of the success story of Aaron Rodgers was that he had to wait behind Brett Favre for a few years. And that, in the Packers' mind, benefited Aaron Rodgers, and they're doing that again. Well, it's certainly not going to help Aaron Rodgers win right away. Nope, but it might help the Packers when that tr- transition ultimately comes.
0: You mean when Aaron Rodgers leaves?
3: Or retires. Yeah, sure.
0: Um, I think it's more likely that he'll I don't think he's going to finish with the Packers.
3: I don't either, um, and and I don't think Aaron Rodgers thinks that. But I mean, how many legendary quarterbacks Gordon have we've seen go to other franchises to, you know, off into the sunset when they weren't necessarily the player they were before? I mean, mean Joe Montana had Tom a couple of year good uh, year, uh, <laughs> a couple of good years for the Chiefs, right? But what? Where did Joe Namath finish famously with the Chargers or something where he did nothing? I don't know about so Tom Brady. Uh, that remains to be seen. But we've seen it a lot where, where players – we've seen it in multiple sports where players uh, don't think they're done, but, you know, they're more or less done.
0: Hmm. I, I still understand the frustration when you're, when you're in the midst of trying to, to, to win championships and you need more talent. Yeah, especially on the offensive side of the ball, you need you you want to see tools around you that will help you accomplish what everyone states as their goal, not worrying about what's gonna happen five years from now.
3: See, I I disagree a little bit with that because it's really worked well for the Packers. The Packers have had excellent quarterback play now, Gordon, going back Twenty five years
0: more? Yeah, but I'm I'm looking at it from Aaron Rodgers perspective. I'm not looking at it from the Packers perspective. Well, I
3: think either perspective is defensible. That's why I actually appreciate the way both sides have handled it. They're not both they're they're not lying to each other and they're not hiding from anything. They're not trying to put out a bunch of BS into the media like, oh, we checked with Aaron and he was fine with it or something stupid Mm -hmm. like that. It's all the Packers say, hey, this is what works for us. We're planning for the future. Aaron Rodgers saying, hey, I understand that. It doesn't make me any less disappointed I didn't get a receiver. Hmm. I just appreciate the lack of BS. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if
0: I'm I'm a star quarterback, I, I want help now. that's what I'm looking for. And I guess you can, is that selfish? No, it's not selfish because that's the goal. That's what the team talks about all the time. When you uh, get together in camp, uh, that's what, that's what, that's that's what you're all about. So for, for the club to sort of say, Oh yeah, I know we passed on that, but we did get you a third rounder, you know, just, I don't know. I, I can see why that would bother him.
3: Well, different, um, you know, players, management, that sort of thing, have different priorities. There's, there's no doubt about it. I mean, it's, what's not I, even, I,
0: it's not even him being selfish, though. It's him wanting to accomplish the goal that's in front of all of them.
1: Isn't he? Shouldn't he be more concerned about you know, not leaving Danica Patrick for a younger actress in the middle of all this?
3: Well, I did don't know he, maybe maybe did, he and Danica didn't get along there to the end. Maybe What's she the update?
1: Was a fan of the Jordan Love pick is what you're telling maybe me? Maybe she liked it. Yeah.
0: What is the update on the love life?
3: Well, they Well, Danica Patrick's out. Yeah, she's out and uh there's some new starlets in. Who, who is it?
1: Shailene Woodley. And uh, you know, that's so he's doing to Danica Patrick what the Packers are doing to him. Yeah, right. So who's he to have a problem with this?
3: What a hypocrite.
1: I'm with
0: you. <laughs> What happened with Danica?
1: I don't know, but he and Danica, they could have gone all the way. They had what it took. They, they were real right. close. They were right there to that quote-unquote championship. And what did he do? Instead of improving the team around her and improving himself, he just shipped her.
3: Well, he went to a younger uh, um, player, so to speak. Well, option? <laughs> option. He planned for the future rather than the
1: now. Right. So he can shove it
0: well maybe breaking he was, hearts out there like that No, maybe he was planning for the now you don't know that yeah i do i have google although i guarantee you he won't uh he won't be dating anyone who can drive a car faster than danica i
3: don't know she's kind of average did she win a race no i don't think she ever did wait a minute who has uh jimmy
0: johnson <laughs> jeff gordon well okay if if aaron Rodgers starts dating jimmy johnson let me know will you
3: I hear he's a really nice guy.
1: Tony Stewart's won on both levels. True. And a truck race.
3: What about uh, what about the, that Italian fellow who wins uh, all the time in Indy? What's that guy's name? The guy Kevin Graham used to be a fan of.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah.
3: I Tony Chaloup? No. <laughs> Not Mr. Monk, no. Oh. Uh,
0: it started with an F,
1: didn't it? Fincenzo uh, <laughs> uh,
3: Yeah. Did, wasn't he on Dancing with the Stars? Have you ever uh, had a (laughs) Aaron Rodgers was
0: who was breaking up with a girl, and and you just thought you just thought the world of her, and you thought, "What an idiot! What is he doing? What is he thinking?" Ever have had
3: that? I guess I don't know. It's not my place to judge.
0: I know, but you know, you do have your opinions,
3: right? Yeah, but are they? You know, it's somebody else's relationship. What what are, what are you getting at here?
1: I did have a problem. Then I thought, oh, he's just drafting
3: for the future. We're and don't you here. usually side <laughs> side with your friend? Is that usually unless something? Uh, I had
0: one. I had one. I had one friend once where I thought he was being a a, a dope. I really did because I didn't think he would ever do any better than he, he what was going on there. And uh, you're right. It is. It is his decision. But I, I wasn't seeing
3: what he was seeing. Well, you weren't in the relationship.
0: No, but I could. I I hung out with them. I I knew who they who they were and how they were, and I just thought he was missing the boat.
3: In all That's honesty, what. aren't most people's relationships like the old folks' home in in Happy Gilmore, where? When friends and stuff were not there, it was completely different than when you were around your friends. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean. You've like, got the like,
1: Instagram, <laughs> Facebook relationship, right, and then the real then relationship. Then actually, yeah. what's going on? Yeah,
3: <laughs> haven't we discovered that with a lot of relationships out there where y- y- yeah, exactly, always... Austin? You see the Facebook post and you're like, "Wow, these guys have the perfect life," and then uh, you find out that uh, for a variety of reasons, that's not the case. <laughs>
0: Has uh do you guys think that like Facebook and and Instagram has have that or, or are those situations and those communications supplanted like the uh the Christmas card brag sheet?
3: Uh no, I still get Christmas cards.
0: No, but <laughs> I get one from yeah, the Monsanto every year. Did, Austin, did you understand what I what I was saying? You know, you get the card from somebody who who says Oh, yeah, little Jimmy took first and this and that. And and, and uh, Sally was uh, first in her class and got straight A's. And, and you're reading this, and you're going, why do my kids uh, fail so miserably? I had one of my best friends, uh, really clever guy. He, every year, would send out this card and would have, sure enough, it would have the so-called brag sheet. But he listed everything that his kids did wrong that year. And it was so freaking funny.
3: I, I was so what a proud loving of him. father. Yeah, I wouldn't have liked him that much if I were his kids.
0: One, one of his kids. <laughs> one of his kids. He went out. He was on. The, he were, they were on a vacation, and he left the hotel where his family was staying to pick up something from the store. And when he came back, people were were just flooding out of the uh, hotel. And uh, the fire alarm was going off and all kinds of the sprinkler system was on. And it turned out that his kid hung a hanger on, on one of the uh, sprinklers inside their room and it, it it triggered the sprinkler system and the fire alarm. Uh, that that's the kind of stuff he would put in there, and I, I always appreciated that because the same thing with Instagram, everybody looks at this and goes, "Hey, look at the look at the Billy and uh and, and Bob, and they're out in uh, they're in Iceland uh, or they're over in the south of France, gallivanting around somewhere, and you're stuck at home with uh, a couple of dogs and a couple of kids,
3: hot dogs. <laughs> that was that was something thorough." jeez coming up next mountain america market you, update you don't you don't follow what i'm saying no we do
1: yeah you're in france with some dogs and a fire alarm <laughs> that was like the, that was like or the iceland instagram. or something i do
0: no, I, I, I instagram has turned into the modern christmas card brag sheet so has this segment uh, and I'm not. I'm not even saying that people necessarily are doing it on purpose, <laughs> but they're doing it nonetheless.
3: Oh, they do it on purpose,
0: and you gotta turn around and face your miserable life.
3: Well, theirs is miserable too. That's the point. Easy to LeBron. <laughs> Mountain America Market Update coming up next. Stay tuned. Ninety-seven-five and twelve eighty. The Zone. make me feel so young. You make me feel Shout out to Nate, who wanted a little Sinatra on a total request Tuesday. It is time for another Mountain America market update. Let's get out of the zone phone. Joining us now from Mountain America Investment Services, of course he's a friend of the show, Mark Cabanilla with us here on The Big Show. What's going on, Mark?
2: Hey, not much, guys. Thanks for having me.
3: Appreciate you as usual. How do we do today on the markets?
2: Well, it it's an interesting day. The Dow Jones... Closed 205 points lower today, or 0.8 percent. Nasdaq also dropped 1.3 percent. The S&P 500 dropped 0.6 percent. A lot of this is just driven by some of those larger stocks that are kind of getting to their point where they're losing some steam, and people are selling out of them. So, not a ton of big news, but just kind of a, a day where people are collecting their their winnings.
0: So, there was nothing that happened today that would uh... Uh, alter your advice as far as a uh, long-term type of situation?
2: No, I, I wouldn't say so. It's kind of part of investing. There's going to be days that are up and down, and sometimes you can point to one thing or another. There was some talk about the the stimulus checks that are going to be coming. So that's just part of my advice today. Is they're, they're, they're still voting on that, at least what I'm seeing here, and, and perhaps in August there are going to be some more stimulus checks. Maybe people have already seen that. But if you, uh, if you have those Those checks come in and you need some help, come with some guidance. We're here to help and show you how maybe potentially grow that or put it back to work for you. Um, So look out for that.
3: Mark, we appreciate it as usual. Thanks, man. No problem. That's our friend Mark Cabanilla from Mountain America Investment Services, and that is another Mountain America Market Update.
1: The investment products sold through LPL Financial are not insured Mountain America Credit Union deposits and are not NCUA insured. These products are not obligations of the credit union and are not endorsed, recommended, or guaranteed by Mountain America or any government agency. The value of the investment may fluctuate. The return on the investment is not guaranteed and loss of principal is possible.
3: All right, there you go. Big thanks to Mark Cabanilla for jumping on with us. We've got Bowler coming up at the top of the 4 o'clock hour, Gordon, and we'll get Bowler's opinion on his first few broadcasts uh, here from the arena uh, calling the game from the bubble. I'll be interested to get his perspective.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. All
3: right, let's get out to the zone phone. Joining us now from Wasatch Medical Clinic, he's our friend Andrew Reinhardt. What's up, Andrew? Hey, let's help our listeners that might be having a little trouble in the bedroom.
5: Yes, we are helping guys with the one problem that uh, is, you know, a little bit difficult to talk about sometimes. That's erectile dysfunction. Uh, We treat it with acoustic wave therapy. So this is different than what you may have been taking, uh, the pill, injections, or surgery. It's a blood flow treatment. It opens up the blood vessels. That's called neovascularization. And we have seen incredible things from patients we uh, recently have had guys in their upper 70s early 80s and then guys in their 20s and 30s that are just looking to kind of top off their drink so to speak and everybody in between ed can strike anybody and we are seeing fantastic results with getting guys away from
2: those pills
3: And I'm sure it's just unfortunate how many guys out there kind of suffer in silence, so to speak, because they don't want to talk about it or bring it up. I mean, it it could be so much happier in just a couple of weeks.
5: Yeah. What's so cool is that a guy would typically do a few treatments over two to three weeks, and that's it. Uh, If you're out there taking the pill, I hate to say it, but you'll be taking more of the pill, and you'll be taking it forever. Uh, And that dependency is a big, big problem, especially as you age. Um, And you're right. Guys don't do anything about erectile dysfunction a lot of the time. There are guys that have heard our ads, heard us talk about this. Maybe they know people that have taken the treatments, and they still just don't dare get it taken care of, and the relationship is the collateral damage on that. So I say come in, deal with the professionals. You'll feel comfortable, and two to three weeks from now, call it mid-August, you could be done with this and back to no pills. 801-901-8000
3: 801-901-8000 is the number to call, 801-901-8000, and you'll get them in to see the doctor for free, right, Andrew?
5: We will. We'll do the consultation, the assessment, the exam. We know clinics that charge about $300 for this. It's totally free, plus a little special gift. If you call us now, produces instant results in the bedroom. You're going to love it. I've never seen it fail, and it's all free uh, if you'd like to call and set up that assessment.
3: 801 901 8000. That's 801 901 8000. Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you. All right. That's Andrew Reinhart, Wasatch Medical Clinic. Stay tuned. We'll have uh, Bowler coming up next 97.5 and 1280 of the zone.